Shuffle. Hello everybody and welcome to 2021 and a brand new episode of Kill Shuffle. Howdy, no time has passed. Time is, <laughs> time is non-existent. Yep, Pain time remains a <laughs> meaningless concept. I'm Donald. I'm Dill. And you join us in a brand new year, same old lockdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, I'd say worse for wear, but uh, yes. Yeah, poor, poor we're, Dill we're still there. Pulled like pulled a pulled a muscle. Yeah. I'm I'm actually doing okay. I I had a, a mysterious non-COVID ailment over the Christmas, but that seems to have wrapped itself up. So uh, you I'm opened the mystery good. box and you saw what was inside, and that was it was like ah four weeks sore throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I, I I'm do I'm doing good. I gotta say uh, I'm I'm facing into the new year with a lot of optimism, um, and I think. I feel very refreshed. I don't know about you, Dill, but I, I think I got nearly the most out of our top 20 this year as I ever did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely took a, a shower with that, preferably. And um, I'm loving it. I'm loving that all that stuff yeah. even more. Um, the stuff I cut up on from your list is great um, across the board. Some of the stuff I'm still not sure about. The Dua Lipa, still holding oh, those man. opinions. Um, everybody loves it, though. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I also yeah, yeah. Uh, have to say I think you're batting average on the, um, the non, <laughs> what we call them, the, the stuff we didn't review, the curveballs. I was was great. I loved, I loved the call span record, um, loved sewer slot. I went in on like, I went <laughs> in on their whole back catalog one day, and sewer slot is great. Um, there was Pretty another. Stuff. I think there was maybe one other uh, band that you threw in the mix Talk that I had. Takanoma, Vista, very good. Yeah, no, good stuff. It was a, it was a yeah. really interesting crop of bands, um, and and we've got a few this week that fall into the camp of came out too late for us to give them a fair shake in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna. This isn't this isn't what we have done in previous years, which is a a grab bag of releases from the from the the year before. I kind of feel no. like we, you know, we spent so much time in twenty twenty that I really wanted to just. Um, to look forward and so the records that we're reviewing today all essentially came out either right at the dawn of 2021 uh, right like right on the precipice <laughs> before the carriage was about to turn back into a pumpkin or yeah. uh, in 2021 so um it's half and half so in the on the 2020 right at the very last second side you've got albums from alpha male tea party and chalk dinosaur and yeah. then brand new releases from 2021 um fuck art with the dirty nail and a new ep from an artist called rakia which yeah. i'm excited to talk about and then we are going to be reinstating our wonderful time machine segment and looking back in time to 2005 to to talk about um is it are, it's are you dead yet by yes. children about him yes and paying our respects to a, a great guitar hero. Um, absolutely. Truly. Absolutely. And, tr- and very, very sad and yeah. and um, unexpected news, I would say. Yes. Um, many of the many of the deaths we heard from this year, like this year, are from last year. Yes. Um, that's like, yeah. Um, like uh, Dune, for example. Do, do, yeah, M of Dune was October. Uh, Alexi was December. Um, but they wait their time. They wait their time. And, and, uh, yeah, particularly yeah, yeah. I, in the case of MF Doom. And Effectively. just to speak about MF Doom for a moment, um, I, yeah. I I would say my knowledge of MF Doom was casual, but it was definitely present. I mean, 
mm-hmm. Mad Villain, amazing album. I remember Villain, yeah. there was a Doom record that I I got really excited about. Um, recently he was it was a split, and we ended up not covering it. I think it was just I think I had an expectation of a full length, and, he and if there had yeah, he hasn't done anything in a while. But if he's there done has stuff been with a full length, recently. you better believe we would have covered it on the show. Let me just uh-huh. say that because I, I ever since November has come by Gorillas, and I'm, I, I understand that that's yeah, a very yeah. basic bitch way to get in on a, no, an artist. It's, it's but, there, early two thousands. Yeah, on the cusp of it. Yeah, but that his voice, his flow, everything. Um, a big, big fan. Like Doomsday, for example, is a song that I have on all the time. Um, so I wouldn't call myself a hardcore MF Doom fan, but. But clearly, a really incredible um, and unique artist yeah. in enough in to his really genre. get what it's all about, which it's insanely creative stuff, honestly. Yeah, and and I, God love me, I presume it's pronounced uh, Alexi Laiho, is it? Yes. How do you say it? Laiho? Ale- yeah. Alexi Laiho, yeah. Alexi Laiho. We'll talk about him later on. We will. Um, we but will. another another sad loss of life there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Dylan, I think we've we've kind of caught up a little bit, and I, and I I want to reward everybody's patience for sticking with us for the full five hours last time <laughs> by being is by being nice and concise this week. So, um, are there any are there any kind of uh, early say early surprise little New Year surprises that came out that took your eye? Ah, uh, yeah, bits and pieces. Uh, sit yeah. do I. Um, released a really cool album that is, of course, in my ballpark. May show up later in the year. Who knows? Um, but he, he wrote like a novella, anime-inspired slice of life novella with this really cool um, instrumental album. Of course, kind of like that that the rock, the instrumental rock we do, the guitar mm. rock. Um, mm. A lot that like we that. We might even but, be talking about later. Uh, yeah, but the I would say of of those of that world, the sky, mm. uh, the sky rock world or yeah. whatever I call it. <laughs> Yeah. Um it's the best. It's the best album of that whole bunch. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's my review. <laughs> like ever? Yeah. yeah. Better yeah. than the better than the Plenty album from last year? Um Plenty's kind of diverging. Okay. A bit. Okay. So, so is Situai, but Situai's still in there a bit. Alright. There's yeah. your five second review. Um yeah. good stuff. And yeah, there's a new yeah, we're we're getting dribs and drabs of new new music from um Maximo Park. There's a new Beach Bunny EP, which I'm excited to maybe cover, yeah. hopefully. Ooh, that ooh, just ooh, got dropped. Ooh. I, f- I remember some. Uh, AFI dropped a double A-side single. Oh, nice. Just yesterday for an album coming up very soon. And it sounds amazing. It sounds okay, kind of 80s goth. Really cool stuff. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's fantastic. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because we, we were quite positive about that AFI EP that came out. Uh, recently um new new mogwai single dropped with vocals which is yeah. always interesting to hear from them that usually means there's an album incoming um and uh and yeah the 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 goddess and astronaut and teenage wrist train hype trains keep on rolling so yeah there's lots uh, to look forward to in the next couple of weeks fighters are out very soon foo um, fighters keep on dropping singles yes that's danny, true. danny elfman released his second single off his upcoming work which sounds insane um i would say yeah. more insane than anything the first one up, up there with Danny Elfman, or no, up there with uh, Frank Zappa and um, okay. Devin Townsend in that realm, and it's a bit medley, so uh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exciting to hear Danny Elfman coming back to more. Um, not I'm dare I'm not going to say mainstream, but uh, band kind of more, music. Yeah, band like, music. Exactly, exactly. More song based rather than um, uh, cinematic score based. Yeah. All right, excellent stuff, and that's loads to look forward to early in the year. But for now. Let's get started with an album that came out. I think this came out pretty close towards the end of the year. Was this? This was like a 
December 16th, 16th, 18th, around that mark. And it's called Infinity Stare by the Liverpool band Alpha Male Tea Party. Not the first time we've discussed them on the show, though. I keep on thinking Infinity Shred, but no. 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 Oh, man. Oh, if we get a new <laughs> Infinity Shred album in 2021, I'll be a very happy boy. But no, Infinity Stare, um, yeah. as always, accompanied by some fairly tongue-in-cheek artwork and song titles <laughs> as is as is yeah. you know the, as is the tradition Remember. in in the Remember genre nightmares of, and dreams yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. How, we yeah like you said we spoke about their album probably er, relatively early on in the show um help yeah because it was 2017 so it was in our first year of existence um uh, what would you say would is the signature sound of alpha male tea party oh god um i would say it's not too far from the the math rock we get from, I would say mid career Asuifa as a touch point for those yeah. who are in the genre. Yep. Uh, but with um, more blissed out instrumental sections, um, always yeah. accompanied by by very particular guitar, uh, reverb octave tones and yeah, tons of weird fiddly bits. They're very, um, very, fa- very uh, fond of those octave pedals. I agree. And yeah. I think that I think the guitar tone is sufficiently beefy that it could put them in league with the like the sort of the breath of bands that would be inspired by Meshuggah. Um, you know, but 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 yeah. in very much in the math rock space, like uh, like Body Hand, for example. Um, yeah. But they all. But I think I think no matter what they do, Alpha Male Tea Party have a sense of humor that runs through everything. Like I, as in, it's kind of like it's sort of like animals as leaders, but with a party hat on. Yeah, you sure, know, I with, with like with, with like a <laughs> like you a funny shirt. Yeah, yeah. They they speak so they have so much lyrics, but without having any lyrics. Right? They say so yeah. much with their with their song titles and stuff, and what that evokes in the songs. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think possibly this is their best production job yet, and and they are. How they is are, that? Or um, what's the cause of this? I Bump don't up. actually know because to the best of my understanding, they've always been a band that have produced their own work. But I think it might just be a case of they really took their time, really taking your time and getting used to it. And and I think I believe it's Tom. Um, it's yeah, either yeah. Tom or Ben that that do, that does all the production, um, and one or other of them, God love them. We've we've seen them live in concert a couple times. Um, uh-huh. I I think it's Tom that does most of the heavy lifting on the production, and uh, he has sort of worked for other bands that we've enjoyed uh, recently. So um, while I while I double check that, I'm going to tell you that yeah, you, um, you you gather up stuff right with other bands. You do um, you 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 you. It's not just a case of. Um, of, wor- of working on your own stuff, which might have a very distinctive sound like Alpha Male Tea Party, but it's it's also adapting your your workflows to yeah. other bands. The musicians are not the back. only ones taking notes during production cycles, right? It's producers as well and engineers and masters. Uh, they're they're learning yeah. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You see that with people like Ken Andrews and Danny Elfman, for instance. Um, like, yeah. they just uh, I always prefer their outputs um, later on after they do a bulk of stuff for other people. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, th- I think. Devin. I think. Yeah. No. No matter. Yeah. Like no matter who you are, you can always. Um, you can always benefit from working on stuff outside uh-huh. your comfort zone. I think that that like that always just benefits people. Um. So yeah. So I think I think production wise, this is a step up. 
Uh, yeah. It sounds it sounds absolutely fantastic. The, the bass is boomier. Um, yeah, the bass is more affected in cool parts. Um, yeah, I think I think on they get the guillotine. There's I can't tell if it's if it's an octave pedal or if it's a chorus or what it is, but there's something really interesting going on in the bass there. Kind of the the the, the weird laser synthy bass in the middle. Yeah, something happens. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I think I think it, I mean right from the off, it's just the guitar tone hits you around the face. Um, it's a perfect blend. That God unit, that first track is, you know, it's it's kind of full on audio assault. But then you get uh-huh. these cascades of really hopeful notes, and I think that's what yeah. makes Alpha Melty Party a really interesting band to listen to. Yes, that they can they can blend like rather kind of threatening, mean riffing, <laughs> and then immediately sort of yeah. pull you pull you back in with something quite atmospheric and ephemeral. Um, like, like on Leather, Leather Diamond, uh, something I'd never heard from them before, there's a middle eight section that almost could be like old school emo, like those picked out chords that could be like Texas is the Reason or Braid Same or with Locker like Talk, which sounds yeah. like a Midwest emo song title. Mm, it does, <laughs> yeah. Or or, or or like a piss take of Donald Trump, one or the other. Yeah, uh, but yeah, never yeah, both. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, that, but, yeah, that, yeah, that song gets very heavy though. I mean, there's like a part in it where, where it sounds... Uh, it sounds almost kind of black metal esque, or black yeah, metal like adjacent. something 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 a god is an astronaut would probably hit nowadays. Uh, um, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah particularly yeah, that yeah. last that last record. The the new stuff um, is sounding a bit more like the traditional god is yeah, an yeah. astronaut. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, and it, it gets very sweet. Like later on, like the the um the the quiet elements that come in, they always work well with their dynamics. Mm. Always, it's always a win win. I love when those parts show up. I'm like. Yeah. It changes the soundscape of the song and what you expect from Absolutely. just a heavy pounding song turns into a sweet kind of like build up back into the heavy later on. Yeah. So therefore, um, you get the melodic sens- sensibility from the real quiet bits yeah. um, added onto a heavy bit later on. Um, and I love when that happens. It's it's a recipe for um, just a win-win situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. If there was, um, if there, if there was maybe a slight uh, criticism—not criticism, but okay. maybe like a wish list item that I would have had for Alpha sure. LT Party previously—and I will say That's that I'm positive. most familiar with Health. I've listened to the other two records, particularly AMTP, and I and I really like it, but I'm not as familiar with it. But I would say that on Health, I I began to get slightly fatigued with the every song being around that kind of four and a half, five minute mark. And I think having songs like Year of Winter um, and oh. Sad Balloon, Sad Balloon as yeah. these close to being what I would describe as interlude tracks um, on yeah. Year of Winter, you've got this really nice and surprising ch- touch in the cello, um, which is obviously like an introduction of a, of a yeah, third party instrument. And then on Sad Balloon, it, it, it's great to hear them move into that slightly more familiar post-rock territory that we might know from bands like uh, Tristeza and Vasudeva and L1011 or Monuments to Masses. Just that kind of more blissed out, you know, blissed out uh, instrumental post-rock. Post-rock elements for breathing room. It's great. And I think it is. And can I just say, sorry, because it's been driving me nuts for like the last 10 minutes. um, the, the, The band that Tom from Alpha Melty Party produced was Vasa. Um, yes, and that album yes. Heroics that we covered it's at the start of last year is a really really good album and I think like I say I think there there you go it's kind of doing something a little bit different in terms of production and then maybe bringing some of those lessons back and um, back to your own band so yeah um, 
some other highlights. I think Bonfire Disaster movie sounds like oh my god, a, yes. a, tur- a Turbo Wolf fever dream. <laughs> Dude, that's 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 one of the best choruses they've ever yeah. landed on an, on yeah. an album, right? It Just is about build, as build. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about it's like as a, close to a sing along chorus as this type of music gets. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see what the vocals are for that, but hey, um, I know. It's great. It's great kind of mid stomp kind of chorus, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, where like the and guitar it, is doing this thing and then the bass hits halfway through the riff and brings it up. It's great. It's excellent. Yeah. And then it and then it almost sort of brings in elements of like the fall of Troy towards the end of that song, which I really appreciate. But yeah, it's it's that like that's the one that's going to get people sort of yelling along Asoifa style in the crowd exactly um, that's what they need yeah. right they need a few tunes that can fill them up to that notch and yeah. this is one yeah. of them it really ends so strong this record I think because you've got you know uh, Mild Language which which yeah. is a string in their bow that I didn't expect that that sort of enemies type uh-huh. uh, approach to, to the songwriting can, and the quiet parts that. yeah and then you're in Sabaloon we've already spoke about Bonfire Disaster movie fantastic like a real anthem and then the title track is again almost this sort of Devin Townsend-esque wall of blissful distortion and vocals I don't, and vocals and I don't really know if this is bad but I kind of wish they did it more I think they I think vocals sound great with this band they really do but you know yeah <laughs> It's and they maybe seem not to, the comfort zone, but they, yeah, they, they seem there. to only do it on the they seem to only do it on the final track of of albums. <laughs> I, I kind of like that. Um, mm. I would say like pair it up with the excerpts or with the interludes. Mm. Um, that'd be cool to see like another one around the interlude part and then just come back to it near the end. Yeah, um, they don't need to oversaturate it because I love what they do instrumentally. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I don't know if their signature sound would work well with vocals, but that kind of song style works yeah. well with the vocals on their their part right? i almost got a i almost got a feeling of sort of pink floyd or something from i don't know if it's the accent mixed with the yeah, chord to chord choices but yeah just very interesting and unexpected that last track and very cool and again it all ties into this this kind of balancing act between a sense of humor and something that you can very easily take seriously um which I think, you know, which I think particularly yeah, folks from that. the north north of England are very good at that striking that balance. I think the Beatles, I mean, again, yeah. I, like there is, there is no... Everything sucks kind yeah, of mentality, yeah. but with it. Absolutely. Chip to it. But there is, there is, a, there is a comparison to be drawn, not nec- in no way really between the yeah. music, but just in that I always felt like the Beatles were a band that had a, ex- an ex- exceptional sense of humour. And, yeah, and were able I, to I inj- inject a, a sense of fun into yes. their work, but then also be taken seriously. And that's another, that's kind of a balance that uh, Alpha Male Tea Party are easily able to strike as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, I, yeah, I think this is great. I think this is a really a great addition to their catalog. I love it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they make, them, make me feel so happy with such kind of like oppressive, um, almost Rage Against the Machine kind of chugging and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just a combination of major bouncy riffs, almost like a gent mm-hmm. metal mindset in post rock. Yeah, uh, right. Um, yeah, I don't even know if you could, could call this post rock. I mean, this is, I guess, I guess closer simp- than it was it's before. Math rock, right? This is this is kind of have to, you have to call this math rock. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, but yeah, it's closer yeah. than it was before. 
with a better production, um, of course. Um, of and course. that makes for a much more wider sound that they... Yeah. Oh, I wish I could hear the other albums with this production job. I really do. But hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the other the other albums don't sound bad by any means. No, no. That, but this is don't this get me, feels don't get me like wrong. what I want it to always be. Right. Yeah, which is absolutely. a good sign. Well, hey, bands. I mean, bands in this genre have, have gone back and yeah. released remasters and stuff. I know God as an Astronaut did that where they released kind of 10 year anniversary editions. So you never know. It, it could be uh, it could be a, a fun opportunity for Tom to you know, to take on another lockdown project to go back to the stems and, and beef up those old records, which already sound great, but, but could sound, you know, even better. And this is one that I would be very tempted to get on vinyl. I just I just purchased I have a very wonky setup in my attic for, for vinyl. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't traditionally with something like what you have is 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 like the all in one package. You've got the like your tone, you've got a preamp, you've got the tone control, volume, ins and outs all in the one unit, whereas I've got a really weird system where I've got I've got the preamp separate i've got an amp that only has volume so i didn't have any tone control so i bought a big fuck off eq just to give that little bit of extra oomph uh-huh. to the sound and it just oh my god listening to like on the turn by curb dog or the new bitch falcon record or the ocean grove yeah. record now they just slap so much harder and i'd say this album would really benefit from that extra oomph that the eq provides but yeah i i, I don't have too much more to say about it i think it's another really strong alpha male tea party record yeah. and i'm the very si- excited to bounce around a tent to this yeah this the silencer is off the gun that is alpha male tea party and now they're firing this yeah it's 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 audible, <laughs> it's very I, audible. I just really hope that this yeah. um that this does the business for them if that makes sense i just i oh. do want the best for them you know yeah i'll um, buy it once again yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But and, it's hard and to the say with anything good. these days you know yeah, the numbers yeah. the numbers are pretty decent like they're you know they're they they're kind of all the songs on this record are riding around the you know the seven eight nine thousand plays mark which may not sound all that impressive on paper but i think when you're you know in that kind of specialist genre i think people are people yeah. are more likely to put their money where their mouth is um, yeah. So I'm, I'm. I do wish them all the best with this release. If I could okay. ever get to that number, I would be. That would. That would just make yeah. my life right. Yeah. Getting to these numbers. But yeah, you and I both, guys. my friend. You, you yeah. and I both, my friend. Um, what's your favorite track? Favorite track is um, Bonfire Disaster Movie. I want to yeah. watch that film. <laughs> um, I think. I think probably Leather Diamond for me. It's just got this. Yeah, I love. I, I see f- that. The, the coupling of the frantic drumming with the dreamy guitar at the start and then it's got this big fucking epic screaming it's, gu- guitar it's got, finale it's good it's got everything it's got everything yeah I'm gonna give this an 8 out of 10 uh, same same yeah alright excellent off to a good start that's Infinity Stare by Alpha Male Tea Party I would say catch them at a wonky instrumental festival near you but those are currently illegal or in the uh, underground in uh, <laughs> Dublin City which I don't yeah. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someday. Yeah. That's right. what we saw them, I recall. I think. Next up. Fuck art. For the dirty nail. What? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's a band album. It's, a, it's, a, it's an album title. Yeah, the, the Dirty Nil um, from Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. Uh, actually, a, a town that I listened to a, a hard-hitting true crime podcast about once. Um, oh. Seems like it's a, it's it's definitely the kind of town that has a right side of the tracks and a wrong side of the tracks. But uh, this, yeah, this band have been around for a couple of years now. This is their third record. And I first heard about them on the old That's Not Metal podcast. Yeah, uh, back it's... Back in the uh, Halcyon days. It's... 
either on the cusp of when we were going to start doing this podcast. Because yeah. I remember hearing it and I swore we covered it, but I guess it was just before our time. It was just before our time. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that was called Higher Power and really promising kind of breakneck garage punk or something i don't even know what you just how you describe it it was um, it was really frantic it had this very kind of uh charismatic guy at the center flitting between uh, singing quite um emotionally and screaming his guts out and uh, it all <laughs> felt very like <laughs> that's what yeah it, it all is. felt very <laughs> thrown off and very cool um, and and they carried that attitude through, I think, to their second record, um, Master Volume, in 2018. Although I will I, say that I, I got, that. I never, yeah, yeah, and it was it made it made it to like number one in a couple of people's uh, end of year lists. But I just, I'm familiar with the singles, but I would be lying if I said I was absolutely familiar with the album. I think I've listened to it three times, and and I don't know whether you know, something something about the production can just. Uh-huh. Um, not sit right with you or something about the songwriting and I always felt with the Dirty good. Nil yeah. yeah I always felt with the Dirty Nil the one my one stumbling block with them is I love I love heavy bands and yeah. I love bands that are super like melodic and poppy and it sure, always sure. felt like the Dirty Nil were just maybe one inch too heavy to be enjoyable for what it was that they yeah. seemed to be trying really? to do okay. particularly um, on that second record I mean, the jury—it's the jury may still stand on that. Maybe, um, maybe. But I will say that well, the jury, as far as fuck art is in, and the and the <laughs> the, the verdict is guilty of being fucking incredible. <laughs> um, I would yeah. say. Okay. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I meet mean, you halfway there. All right. Um, close enough. It's okay. somewhere. It's somewhere in my wheelhouse. Um, how close to what I want it to be is, we'll see. But um, yeah, where did it start clicking for you? What what's this all about? Right from the very start. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna sort of a close analogy, this is the first the first song, Doom Boy, I think has very similar energy to Thrash Metal Cassette by Dinosaur yeah, I mean, Pileup. I, I, I said that I I proposed that as if I didn't already fucking know by yeah. the guess of yeah. your love of bands like Weezer yeah um, Roswell Kid yeah <laughs> metal, Alkali Trio I, I call it metal in metalheads in disguise bands yeah, right yeah 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 oops sorry just hit That's my okay. recorder God love it I'm sure all the boys and girls at home just got a earful but uh, yeah no this is this is definitely in that or pu- you know Puppy is another example I feel like this is Puppy done to a better standard it's that you know okay. uh, glam glam metal punk slacker punk basically glam metal slacker punk there you go that's the uh it's it's this kind of mishmash of so many different energy vibes and vibes but 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 also i think your man luke the um the singer luke uh bentham i think is his name yeah luke bentham he is like if you want to talk about star power i think that guy has it in spades yeah i mean what a voice i like it um i don't know why i don't like it though oh man i don't know either no it's 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 objectively a great vocal Mm. right great Mm. lyricist Mm. um but i don't know maybe i just don't like the uh timber on it there's something maybe can i can i can i propose a theory i think he overdoes it okay as far as his his reach, like he reaches those notes, oh, but yeah. he goes one hundred and fifty percent into those notes, and maybe yeah. I maybe that's a bit too strong for 
I don't know. I love. I I have to say, I absolutely love that he like on songs like "Ride or Die" or yeah, "Damage yeah. Control." He just hits like yeah you're right like he reaches for right at the edge of his vocal range but i think it, it works so well yeah it's not but, it's not mariah carryover singing is what i mean it's it's just no. kind of he, he's he's totally giving it maybe a bit too much but i don't know if that's his natural yeah. way he goes then that's fine um, well, we'll be talking about bodum later right and then on bodum you've got someone who's like very much just yeah. like ragged around the edges in terms of a vocal performance and i would say that yeah, yeah luke bentham is like the opposite end of the spectrum he knows exactly what he's doing all the time and i think he you know if he was in a different kind of band he could be the most sort of sweet and angelic singer but uh in this band exactly. he just exudes so much fucking punk attitude and he can he can scream like damage control he just rips his vocal cords out but then you know like the chorus of hang your moon is quite sweet and almost sort of musical theater in its chord progressions but the theory that i want to propose as to why i think maybe you're not as hot on this as i am is because and i think it's most apparent in damage control quite a bit of fan club in this i think quite a bit of the fan club style singing and songwriting well to 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 bring it back to a microcosm of or a macrocosm of this whole genre i I don't like weezer (laughs) i don't like weezer as a band so things that spike off that um prickle me a bit even even i know you didn't you weren't hot on like uh like pacific daydream or whatever but not even like the white album or the blue album i like bits okay (laughs) like Wow, you know, it's it's fine. That's um, that's sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, I, 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 know, I get you. Fine. I get you. Yeah, I, I'm so I'm so big on that sound. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But um, massive props to John Goodmanson. Uh, indeed, the son of a good man. Um, he's worked with them before, so I don't understand why I yeah. feel like the production has stepped up to such a d- degree here. But if you want to listen to some of the bands he's worked with, you might be able yeah. to hear both ends of the spectrum from like adult contemporary to true punk. You've got bands like Train, Simple Plan, Posies, Nada Surf, Hanson, Blonde Redhead, and Bikini Kill. So I think Hansen. in that list, you've got somebody <laughs> that's worked with literally the most commercial sellout like, like yeah. adult rock to like true you know true blue hard on sleeve like sort of emo indie punk so i don't know if that meat and potatoes hits off this but um in bits it kind of oh i think it does don't get me wrong i i love i really like this when it goes full on at parts yeah um to them yeah it goes like full iron maiden or like bay area thrash at points i I would say motorhead Um, motorhead ride ride or die is definitely a motorhead uh yeah 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 ride or die excellent stuff yeah yeah um some other highlights i think hello jealousy is the best song that matt skiba never wrote oh yeah that makes sense um possession sounds like band-aid brigade in that it sounds like 80s hard rock mixed with like eight six seven five three oh nine that's uh you know like that kind of synthy glam 80s radio rock excellent stuff um to the guy who stole my bike has that kind of dusty yeah. like new mexico kind of like that surprised uh, me that hate, song hate ballad with, with, kind of thing yeah and then it like uh it like builds to a triple guitar solo harmony yeah. which yeah, is insane i love that bit I really do. For some reason, it just goes there. Yeah. Um, I love some of the lyrics. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been known to to uh, piss in the well of good fortune. 
that one stood, um, out, like that. stood out to me as well <laughs> that kind of shows kind of the uh the statement of this album in some parts yeah. Some other great, approach. yeah, some other great lines. Elvis 77 is, why didn't you call your mama more? Uh, done with drugs. Maybe I'll try origami or jujitsu um, instead of drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's part, that part's good. I got to chill yeah, out of all that. Lots of, lots of like just little earworms. You know, every, every song will, will have a different line that will stick in your head. I've been, you know, I've been singing yeah. the, I've been singing the choruses of Hello Jealousy and Doom Boy all week to myself. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, to, for my preference, I wish it went a bit more Offspring than mid- Midwestern. Okay. I hear um, this is like somewhere between. I mean, I do you remember Heaven's Basement? Yeah. That we covered. Like I hear, I hear a lot of that in this. Like that kind of. They're not quite mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. the heavy bits. Like the Velvet Revolver sort of blues hard rock, but they definitely have that. We're not afraid to like to throw a little bit of hardcore, a little bit of punk, a little bit of screaming into the mix of yeah. this more melodic kind of um, melodic anthemic rock type sound. And yeah, man, I, I'll be honest with you. When I first heard this, I kind of was ready to sort of think, ah, oh, yeah, like it's another Dirty Nil album. Um, and it's probably, you know, maybe not as good as the first one, but the more I listen to it, it just, uh, I think this is actually a great, record i don't want to get too carried away with myself because it came out on the first of january <laughs> yeah. i don't want to be like exactly. it's the it's the best thing of 2021 it's so early it's so early days and we're, we're dealing with a lot of shit of this year um, yeah and but, it's not that bad i mm. i had a fun time with it mm. um i just some, something about it just i don't know is not for me yeah not for me okay. i can't i i think i've kind of stated why um, yeah i think but so. some elements do touch me quite quite well um yeah yeah, yeah. I, you, you think it's you think it's fine. I think it's I think it's excellent. <laughs> I like it better than stuff like Weezer, <laughs> yeah. right? So All it's right. like a step above. There you um, go. Uh, okay, yeah. well, uh, Adam, what I will say is I have to give massive props to any record that can um, that can immediately follow Children of Bodom in a playlist, and then it would always take <laughs> me at least fifteen seconds to I, realize uh, that the the that the I, band uh, had changed. <laughs> yeah, um, I love uh, I love the album artwork quite a bit i gotta yeah. say it's very very stylistic and, and joyful i feel like it's a it's a it's an yeah. oil painting right it's it's like a it's like a dog with his eyes closed is it an um, oil painting i thought it's a photo it looks so I, I, uh, don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure um if but if judging by the uh by the other the other uh, single releases that came out ahead of this album um they all had like that really really finely detailed um painting like illustration kind of vibe to them so i think i think the dog with his eyes closed is actually uh, is actually a painting but uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, don't quote me on that but no it's it's been great and i'll be honest with you like they released done with drugs doom boy and blunt force concussion and one more in the bill uh before this album came out and i listened to them all on my release radar and just kept on moving with my day and for some reason as a package all together on this record i think they they shine so much brighter than individually sure i mean i'll go back to it um yeah. but it, it's I not certainly entirely back my genre so yeah that's okay so close though I will certainly be going back to it. Uh, all right, what's your favorite? What's your favorite track? Uh, favorite track? Uh, probably. Ooh. Um, the guy who stole my bike. Yeah, got me that one. To the guy who stole my bike. Bluesy it's and foreboding. It's actually so hard for me to check. I mean, usually it's this is a really easy question. 
And I, yes. I, every time I listen to this album, I pick a different favorite. So today, it's probably Ride or Die. Sure, yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, um, it's probably Ride or Die today. Gets my motorhead going. Yeah, um, you know it. The album definitely gets better as it goes along, I will say that. Yeah, what's your what's score? Uh, I'll give it a six. All right. And yeah. it's a it's a fat nine for me. Fat nine. Uh, it's I a like fat that. nine. I just there is there's not much there's not really much I could improve. I think with this uh, for what it is, I think it's just stellar. Alrighty, um, moving right along. The next album comes um, from just south of the border, the Canadian border. I mean, uh, from <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The band is called Chalk Dinosaur. The uh, the madman behind the music is a man called John O'Halloran. Yeah. And the album... You'll remind me what the album's called, won't you, Dill? Oh, yeah, Spectrum. Spectrum, Spectrum. The there you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, didn't have This is, this up, is the yeah. double act that people come to the show for. Uh, the album's called Spectrum. Okay, uh, these guys are prolific. Yeah, they've got a lot of shit under their belt. Holy um, In moly. the last year already, right? I think um, they've released something like... 14 albums since like 2009 it's something insane like that they released like three albums in 2020 including this one which came out on new year's eve yes so go figure Um, great time yeah i get the sense this is a real like no idea is a bad idea just like like we will release everything that we record kind of project and and there's something to be said for that really um yeah there's there's also um a way a pattern they do things where they right. sometimes do instrumental albums and sometimes do uh every other album is a vocal okay. one um, oh, okay, yeah. or a different genre yeah. kind of um yeah we're i had a weird listen area. to some of their back catalog and it's definitely a it's, Jarring, a, it's right? a real mix but he's he he does enjoy smooth beats it's quite a smooth everything is like coded in a layer of of, of disco Greece. Yeah, right. Yeah. Disco grease. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very easy pill to swallow. This, this type of stuff. Um, genre wise, I mean, a few. I there's, mean, to there's use a couple two, in this. yeah, to 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 use two touch points that nobody will really understand. I would say this is city pop meets cloudcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuck between Joe Satriani and Daft Punk. So there's your spectrum. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, that's like his a, John. A healthy, that's- dollop of late yeah. 70s late 70s disco yeah, yeah. and funk uh meets uh meets you know that kind of more modern instrumental like progressive metal quote unquote uh-huh. um yeah it's 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 guitar it's guitar virtuoso music for people that enjoy the music of like snarky puppy or something yeah prog rock like you hear it with the yeah. wolf peck kind of sure. world um of course yeah, satriani yeah. combines this kind of stuff yeah. as well i think satriani is um, a good touch point yeah and then we've got stuff like oh god we've covered a lot of bands that have that laser cutting synth mm. right and this has a bit of that as well it yeah. winds of change act with vita it's kind of there in, in well, space just to, points. to talk about the synthesizers for a second yeah i agree like it's sort of um i think those are the highlights definitely of that first run of three because uh-huh. all the way through from from fire alarm to agua de papa which is the fourth track um i don't think there's a single gap it all just kind of runs as one seamless track and that's quite cool and and i think the highlight of, of all of those tracks is those sort of stranger things style 80s synthesizers 
um, that maybe bring to mind how how Rush were using synthesizers around that sort of mid eighties period. Yeah, it's um, it's, the, it's the gradual run-ins. Cool. I mean, I mean, fire alarm. You settle into fire alarm. You just kind of it, it gets you into that comfort of whatever it is. Yeah, um, and it's hard to really pinpoint what it's, any of it's like, these songs it's like are. Very. Um, it's kind of like um, what's the the most recent Daft Punk album. The, the area that Random went when it comes memories. to like groove yeah mm. where that went with groove funk yeah. this song kind of carries that into a more Stranger Things kind of area with Winds of Change and Aqua de Vida yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. Aqua settled. de Vida in particular I think has you know it, it's nice to hear not in a sort of an end Shikari or an Infinity Shred heavy way but a more in a cubby kind of way yes. of mixing synthesizer and guitar quite cool um, I, I, kind of close to um uh, Tupperware remix party as well. I hear it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly yeah, towards yeah. there was a song in particular that I I sort of thought uh, actually that the last track has quite uh-huh. Tupperware remix party ish. I, yeah. I think it's um it's very uh seventies prog um a la uh, Villa di Stringato by um by um <laughs> Rush. That's the band. You know my favorite band. Rush. Oh, yeah. Rush. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I very love, Rush a lot of Rush on with this. the guitar in. But then, like Jeff Sharp, just sounds like, um, like the like the house band from an eighties talk show. <laughs> yeah, at bits, like it changes yeah. style in song, or like yeah. um, whatever licks or guitar solos kind of they they change style. You may like them, you may not like them at different points, but there's a lot yeah. in each song that keeps you kind of uh, it keeps you guessing what comes next, right? I lo- I love that kind of style. Yeah, it's very much in many. In many of the songs, it's very much like section, 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 section type type thing. Um, I will say that these songs are all sort of in the like five and a half to sort of nine minute mark, and uh, <laughs> well, one minute to nine minute mark. Um, oh, there's there's a, there's a yeah, there is sorry one interlude track spectrum, but, but like the majority of them are are very very long, and I think yeah. it's got a real that kind of like liquid tension experiment sort of jam band feel at points. Yeah, I mean, like, um, just go with it, like for long walks, and that's the best element for this, right? Mm, where I mm, where I'm not in yeah. a hurry to get to the next song, I can I can spend the seven nine minutes just absorbing yeah. what they got, and the solos are varied. Like, um, it's a very it gets very soloy. It does points, but it, it knows how to spread it out. Like especially in Spectrum, they, there's a lot of parts that um, give a variety to what they're doing, and it's catchy, yeah. it's really fucking catchy as well. In a dance, in a disco hall kind of way, that mm. that a uh, um, cloud core kind of instrumental virtual stuff doesn't do. Um, right? I don't yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah, is Spectrum very has some bit nice moments. I like. I, I find the start of it a little bit tough going. Just the fact that it's. It's kind of on the in one ear you've got this quite sort of weighty emotional lead part, and then the other ear you've got like a wah funk insanity going, and it's a bit like oh, what's going on? But but then but then they 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 <laughs> kind of go into a more EDM inspired section. It's actually sounds yeah, yeah, very yeah. much. It's the same chord progression as I'm Not Alone by um, Calvin Harris. Like do 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 oh, do, sure, do, yeah. do 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 do. There's um, two elements to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that. I love that. I love that part. I mean, that's that's that that kind of is very blissed out and peaceful and and quite cool. And most of these mm. songs have parts that I think are are quite fun. Oh yeah, um, I'd say some of the best parts of this genre are in this album. Yeah, but then but then once once they kind of get into like the sort of two three minute bluesy solos, I start to like my attention does start to wane a little bit. Um, a little I will bit. say. 
I love it still, but I, I'm like that's it's I'm born for it. Um, but that's this is this is right up your alley. I would I would have said yeah. yeah. I, I think it's at a bit its, best, it's a bit too home improvement guitar at points for me. If you ever watch that you show, go. Um, I don't know, but, but I still like you, that. You know, yeah. Would I would I be accurate in saying by that you mean some of it sounds like the kind of music they use to sell guitar pedals, or like the kind of music that's like example music on like Toman ish. Some of it is, yeah. Or like demo there's, songs on a keyboard. I'd say bits of Aqua de Papa and Jeff Sharp are kind of that. But yeah, the songs also have, have elements I really love. Mm. With those elements that I'm I'm fine with. I'm happy yeah. at least there's stuff I love in those songs. Um, I think Jeff Aqua de Papa and Jeff Sharp are, is probably the saggy middle of, of the album. I think it starts off with a really strong run of songs. Not uh, accepting this. Uh, to be honest, I find Fire Alarm pretty pretty tough going i'm not i'm not a big fan of that 70s cop show section towards the start oh, i adore it i but adore it your mileage is definitely going to vary but i think i think that that run generally from from fire alarm particularly the end of fire alarm through to agua de vida is great i find agua de papa and jeff sharp kind of tough going and then yeah. i think spectrum has a lot of good parts and optical company has a lot of good parts yeah, that, so that's it's, it's kind one. of a, it's um, like a kind of yeah a lot to love in this like fire alarms of course guitarings are like more in a Santana kind of way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Then I do the Jeff Sharp solos, which were a bit more um, uh, uh, budget Joe <laughs> Satriani. Um, yeah. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, inoffensive still, but, you yeah. know, I'm I'm ready to get to the spectrum. <laughs> like, I'm, I feel like I'm, if, I'm, if, like, if Jeff Sharp point. came out in, like, 1984, there'd be, like, a quite offensive video of, like, lots of, like, beardy blonde guys doing, like, a world music dance on the beach. Like, it kind of has that vibe, but, like, not <laughs> but, but not a person of color in sight. He'd <laughs> be like, oh, oh God, yeah. no. Uh, the kind of thing that would only happen in the 80s. But, uh, but no, 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 it's, 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 it's grand. I think they try their hand at a lot of stuff, and it is really funny to hear them go into, like, that single note quite heavy riffing at the start of optical company after some of the the sort of yeah. 80s like muzak we've had prior in the album but actually it's a it's a really good riff i i'm yes. a big fan of that 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 riff at the start they, of optical they do company. a lot of that in their career they they do a lot of a lot of this in their career mm. actually um so they're yeah. just developing that in different ways and i guess if you know the band more fully uh yeah. the context of this is more exciting as a prospect, and how? What's your like? How, how did you find this band, or how 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 long have you known about them, or what's the oh for years? Story? Since like twenty, yeah? since like I since I got Spotify, right? Oh, um, okay. It goes all the way back to Flow State, I guess for me. Right, Flow State is pretty good, um, with like Air Around Us, and yeah, you know, I, I so that's like a good five years ago. This wow. Point. Um, yeah, and is that just by virtue of like, uh, like a re- you think like maybe a related artist type? Yeah, type discovery. Definitely. Yeah, okay, that's super interesting. Definitely, um, but they have so much. They have so much to, sh- to give, right? And they do it f- so frequently. So this is one of three albums you can get <laughs> over the last year, right? Oh yeah, true, true. It's insane. I think this might sit in a genre. I think this might sit in a not essential but pretty good in a genre where I I generally only reach for the essentials. But yeah. um, I think you'd like the you other know, albums they did more this year, mm. like songs of Song of an Eastern Wind might be a bit more your rally. Um, All right, but uh, yeah, still no. I, I while it was on, I had a perfectly perfectly nice time with this. Um, my favorite track is probably I think it's right. Winds of Change. Uh, or do you mean Aqua de Vida? Or, uh, 
the one minute song oh well call it both I go to Vita then sure but I, I do I do I do really like Winds of Change but I like, think I, I, it bl- I kind of think blends of them as so the same song right seamlessly yeah I think yeah. I think it blends so seamlessly that I didn't even notice when the song changed honestly so yeah probably probably I go to Vita then yeah yeah that run in is just it's, it's it's great it's yeah. it's what I come for Tupperware remix party for that kind mm. of style it's it's totally up there tracks like that is why I, I still I'm slightly I wish Bandcamp had that feature because Spotify <laughs> nailed it you, you listen to yeah, an yeah. album with no, with no gaps and you really like there are no gaps exactly. whereas on Bandcamp there, there is a noticeable pause between tracks like those two um, but yes uh, yep that's probably it then a... I, I'm going to be there well give me your, your favourite track okay sure um, Spectrum it's, oh, it's okay. just it keeps my attention and it's so dancey in very different ways yeah um it's a cool track, and I, I guess it's the most listened one on this whole album already. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a six. I'll give this an eight. All right. Yeah, an eight, an eight. Excellent. Good. All right, that's um, Spectrum by Chalk Dinosaur. Uh, all right, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Rakia. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, of, Rakia, one, of your, one of your entries. Yeah, one of my entries. I just thought I... I, I I kind of want to do this a little bit more as kind of try and find artists that I know nothing about, basically, and uh, and introduce them to the show rather than having every single artist we cover be someone we're already familiar with. So Rakia is, That's good um, idea. yeah, singer, singer, songwriter, critical whiplash to kind of get, get yeah. used to it. Yeah, well, it's I, at, th- at this point I feel like we have our eye on so many artists that. Um, mm-hmm. It can be very easy to fill the show entirely with folks that we're we're familiar with. Custom too, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's nice sometimes to just like to pull something out and 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 review it, kind of like sight I, unseen. I, w- I would say a good tack to that would be a bit of transparency for us, I guess, or critics in general would be to like check on those bands every once in a while if they've been samey for, yeah. for like three years come back every three years and then check see where they are yeah I like that rather than it. covering every release i think yeah that's a conversation that has to be had because sometimes sometimes artists they'll surprise you and they'll come out with like you know something that's really surprising or really different but then sometimes yeah. it's you know it's kind of more of the same and there's nothing wrong with that but it doesn't necessarily mean you need to have the same 25 minute conversation uh you know once every 18 months so anyway rakia is a singer songwriter from uh new jersey although she is positioned as a k-pop singer and uh, which is interesting yeah but independently so independently right? so that's, that's independently so yeah um and she, and she she basically came to the scene through um through a exchange program she she went and studied in korea for two years and learned the language and became you know really fond of the culture and the music and so essentially brings a very american like r&b uh sound to i mean i, I would say a, 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 a tangentially k-pop uh, ep this is this is an ep it's called into the cosmos yeah um it's, and yeah, I, it's I quite 15 like minutes, it. I quite super like quick. It off the bat, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's a it's a it's yeah. a very smooth listen, right? Hmm. Um. Yeah. No, this is quite different from most Korean artists, right? Tangentially, we've we've covered before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't think we've dived into the K-pop scene much. I think I'm we haven't. A bit more familiar than you, maybe. Um. Yeah, I would say I literally know the name BTS, and that's it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know them, BTS, AOA, a lot of abbreviated names I've noticed. Um, mm. 
Yeah, oh, but Black, this is... Blackpink were featured on the new Gaga album, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's very easy to make big waves, right? In that scene, if you want to join, it's very easy to make big waves in this scene. Oh yeah. If you decide to like pick, get picked up by major artists and stuff. And then, um, here's this independent artist still trying to make it big in a, in a, um, in a, in an R&B scene that's kind of saturated by artists that kind of, um, get attached to mainstream labels and just keep going with that. Yeah. Um, in in a, in a non multicultural sense, um, internationally, uh, she's trying to break it. So it's a little yeah, different abso- for her. Absolutely, I, I just think it's it's such an interesting proposition. She um, she she's a like an aerospace engineer by trade. Like she, what she was studying was rocket That's science. Fucking rad. So she just has a lot of strings to her bow, I think. And um, and the fact that she's able to compose these very very accomplished, I would say, like they have a very early 2000s sensibility to them but with yeah. modern production uh, sound excellent like that first track Whoa um, uh-huh. it's a lot it's a lot sort of uh, more ominous and, and creepy than you might originally think like once those those guitars kind of come in and the boomy spacey production it's um, it, it, and there's like a very slinky bass to it it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's a little bit more complicated than you might at first think uh, that kind of goes through to, to 3am and, and over still again still chill well. but kind of ominous and a little yeah. not spooky but somewhere there but then, yeah, but then, like, you, you get more of the traditional, like, TLC, Destiny's Child, Justin Timberlake t- type yes, influences TLC on is a track, a like, Mars, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, interestingly enough, the only Korean that I could pick out on the record is that last track, The Invitation, uh, yeah. where she she sings a little bit in Korean, and then she mm-hmm. gets a, a, a guest artist, J-Cobb, kind of sounds like a... Jacob. Almost. Jake Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. I was Almost. like I kept thinking like Jay Cobb. He's like he's the corn rapper. The um, corn but, rapper. Wow. But he okay. you know, he he kinda comes in, he's got a nice smooth smooth vocal and he he sings a little bit yeah, of Korean, like, a little bit of English. I enjoy that song. I enjoyed that song quite a bit. Um Yeah, me too. As well as Mars. Um a lot of nice little subtle guitars and fuzzy bass fuzzier basses at points. Yeah. A bit of yeah, like yeah, very yeah. uh very dubby funk bass at points. Yeah. But the the the, the synth and the kick drum on over again are like like subsonic. They are so deep. It's quite satisfying actually to listen to. Yeah. Oh, um, with the headphones, it's a joy, right? Yeah, yeah. T- guy called Timu did the pr- did the production. I I'm not familiar with his work really, but uh, but great job. And yeah, I just think it's I just think she's super interesting. She's her music is inspired by kind of Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Korean a Korean culture she you know she's she's a, an aerospace engineer she she's probably one of the few like women of color in like the k-pop scene and like a, like I should say like specifically like she's a black woman in the k-pop scene so she mm-hmm. feels like she's an outsider in a lot of the spaces that she would exist in like making the music that she makes yeah and, and I, I i loved um i loved a lot of the aspects she brought to the visuals in this the music videos yeah. um the dance I routines seen the music videos but but um, i I, I, lo- I love the album artwork she does some great dance routines with 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 um like male female dancers and everybody so everybody's okay. in in that and that's that's great to see in in a uh, k-pop right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no everybody for sure i'll have to check i'll have to check those out i mean i just i just kind of 
pick this up. It's something a little bit different than what we normally do. And I think I think it's really accomplished. I mean, she's got a fantastic voice. Oh, truly, know, yeah. It's and a, a really re- great handle on harmony. Yeah, it really fills the room. Like, if I turn this yeah. up in the house, like, yeah. every single aspect of the song, I can hear through this, through the yeah. building. It has some great production. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear an album. I mean, it's obviously, it's quite slight in that it's... You know, it's five, it's five songs in, you know, 15 minutes or so. Uh-huh. It's on the cusp um, of something big. But I think it is. I really think that um, R&B is an album that... Uh, sorry, R&B is a, is a genre um, that I would typically have shied away from. And actually, there was another record that I heard um, or, like that was kind of maybe one of the the big yeah. picks of of 2020 um god forgive me now i can't i can't remember the name but i i listened to it it was like an hour and uh-huh. really really enjoyed it and i'm starting to think that maybe uh whenever it was that i decided i don't like r&b i think it was maybe probably more a factor of um it was more a factor of that it, there wasn't any particularly good R&B coming out at that time, more yeah. so than it was, you know, that it was anything about the, the genre itself, because I really, really like this. Yeah, it's what mainstream rap intentionally did to R&B to kind of sabotage it a bit. Yeah. Made it a bit oversaturated in a certain direction. Then yeah. This very classy stuff kind of had beforehand yeah. from like bands like TLC and like... Well, yeah, um, absolutely, and I think I think yeah. it was that plasticky. There was a very kind of plasticky production style that was in use, and um, and this has none of that. It's very, it's very kind of modern and um, and pleasant to listen to in, in, a, in a lot of ways. And yeah, I'm, I'm a big, a big fan of this. I don't have too much yeah. more to say about it. Yeah, I would say it's I'm, good. I would say it's good plasticky points, right? Oh yeah, no, um, I, I I more meant the plasticiness was like a was a sort of a relic of of the past yeah. whereas this this feels a lot more this feels a lot fuller to me yeah it's up there with uh, up there with with artists like neon <clears throat> bunny of course yes yeah yeah absolutely neon <laughs> bunny of course how could i forget yeah um yeah very slow slow tempo chill pop it's great yeah jenna aiko was right. is, by the way just like if you're looking for another excellent modern r&b album jenna aiko was the other um artist i was listening to and uh yeah that was one that just you know that just we didn't catch at the time and it's a little yeah. it was it was a kind of actually a right before lockdown release it was like a, a march 2020 release but well worth going back to as well but i think this i think this is really good what's your favorite track uh favorite track is definitely mars i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah mars is awesome yeah. i would probably take um i think i take whoa i love, i think the first track is excellent yeah no, it's a yep. great run through. I love this. Yep. Absolutely yep. love this, yep. dude. Yeah, yep. yep. super quick as well. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a gonna give it a seven. Massive potential. Um, yeah, I'll give it a seven too. It's yep. it's totally a grower. Um, give a listen to the previous EP. Also, seems like it's yeah. building up to something. Yeah. Um, so I'd I'd love to see what steps are taken next. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I love to see it get a little more experimental. Mm. Um, I I guess that's a given. Um, mm. when you have something as big as an album to deal with. Um, yeah, yeah, just go get weird with the points. Love to see something. Yeah, I think I think, I think yeah. you can definitely sustain an EP of songs with uh, like a similar energy to them. Like that's that actually oftentimes works better yeah. than trying to pack tons of variety into a really short running time. But I would, if, if she was to release a record, I would want to see maybe a tiny little bit more variety, but that's a very small criticism. I mean, what is here is, oh, totally. is really, yeah. really good. So yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely yeah. solid effort great okay that is uh, that is it for 
new releases or um, recent releases, but we do have one more album to talk about, and it comes from 2005 as we hop into our time machine for the first time in a long time. Um, I I would say during the first lockdown was when we did. Yeah, we we we, we just we just got overwhelmed around yeah late summer I think, and we haven't done we haven't done a time machine in ages, but it's a very worthy one. Um, Are you dead yet? By Children of Bodom, and um, from uh, two thousand and six I believe. Is, am I right in saying that? Two thousand and five. Yeah. Two thousand and five. Apologies. Yeah. Yeah, and it's this is the fifth record by Children of Bodom, um, and yeah, uh, we're we're sort of doing this as a bit of a tribute to Alexi, uh, who tragically died at I think. In, in his in his forties, very early. 40, he was for, he was forty one. Oh um, yeah. So really young. He was a really young doing their best music. Um, yeah. A, a lot of, a lot of uh, Bodom fans cite the uh, first f- run in run of four five albums as their best yeah. efforts. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard people people kind of uh, gauge the success of a Bodom record by how violent, um, how violent the Grim <laughs> Reaper is on the cover to how somber he may be uh, somber being okay. the better ones <laughs> oh so, wow okay yeah yeah it's a weird weird kind of dichotomy of quality i don't know how me. you would describe him on the cover of this one he's kind of just it's a very in very midst, close up yeah somewhere in the middle of this somewhere in the middle and it was it was divisive for fans in, a, in in some ways i guess but also a step to a different point in their career um yeah of course you may see blood drunk later on yeah um i'll bring it up to the camera much more very violent. violent he's very violent he's there in the midst of killing um a bit more black metal on that um right but this is a good middle ground to cover i think for their career because yeah some of the most popular songs um well probably the only song actually that i was very familiar with uh by children about it was living dead beat and that's the first track of this record so yeah that's uh oh my god that's got some one of the best intros for this kind of style mm. right yeah. Of, um, for, for this band, this is like a change to a, a from a drop D metal band to a drop C kind of stomper. Mm. Yeah. Um, kind I of think there was something the going death. on. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Me- yeah. Me- yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to talk about. So, Children of Bodom, you're very familiar with them. I, for some reason or other, never have my got into them um it was like i i knew this song i knew a couple of songs but this was right around the time that i would have been getting into in flames and dark tranquility and soul work and i will uh-huh. say that right around 2004 2005 2006 it is really interesting to draw parallels between how the sounds of all of those bands were evolving because the influence I think is clear the influence in the of countries. new metal i think is is really clear actually like yeah um, yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that, it's that slight simplification of the riffs. It's the detuning of the guitars and the production style. Very much reminds me of, for example, what Soulwork were doing on Figure Number Five, what Inflames are doing on yeah. like Ruby to Remain and uh, Soundtrack to Your Escape. And with um, this, yeah. with this, you hear like um, the synth taking not a backseat, but like going parallel with the guitars instead of um, instead of like taking high speed over the guitars like a lot of their early stuff did yeah um, it was a lot more uh, Nightwish synth heavy I think they started off with that bit more of a Nightwish twist to uh, fast paced uh, um, black metal metal death and now this is a bit more of a soil work stomper album yeah um, I mean that that being said I was quite flabbergasted by the degree to which 
the keyboard is used as a lead instrument i kind of had mm-hmm. not really uh understood how 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 prominent the keyboard was going to be it's yeah. a very it's like Jor- jordan rudess dream theater style exactly approach to keyboards yeah it's it's he's a wizard he's a wizard at this stuff um yeah like oh i i'm i'm really annoyed at some parts of this album because i wish they went on for longer like you hear it in living oh, Deadbeat, wow. there's a yeah. kind of a and it, like that kind of intro yeah. bit it only yeah, goes on yeah, for about yeah. 20 seconds and it doesn't show up in the song again and that's a five minute mm. song full of yeah. amazing bits but the fact that that to keep that amazing bit away for more yeah for other stuff is i don't know um this goes places definitely um yeah it's it's it, it's it's got it's got like it's got so many different elements going on that it's almost it, like it's quite um whiplash and juicy to listen to like you've got the you've got like the the cradle of felt fake gothic strings you've uh-huh. got some sort of slipknot bounce to it at times you've got yeah. like devon townsend at his most frantic you've got like i said in flame soul work during that mid mid 2000s period yeah. there's the, um, the lyrics are jokey and yeah. full of cheese and also yeah, the, yeah. angry <laughs> yeah the, um, the lyrics are are very much a, br- a breed apart from their their contemporaries um, yeah. and then also you've got like dollops of power metal cheese which is something that typically i would not be quite as enthusiastic about i will say i was like it is it definitely has more of a glammed up like mascara type uh type vibe to it which i think would probably be more the the finish elements there is kind of a cold icy um you hear it in your face and bastards of bodum you definitely hear like a a frosty tinge to this um yeah at least from my visual memory that's what i get from it um yeah of course like in your face or uh, sorry, um, if you want peace, prepare for war is kind of like yeah. a Megadeth appreciative song. So they're 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 taken yeah. from all these different different elements of metal, which they, they never are. did before. And I guess that's what makes this album so special. And yeah. maybe a, a big miss for hardcore fans, but I'm not one. Mm. Um, okay, I just yeah. happen to be yeah. I just happen to be handed this album in a park along okay. with Darren Gray's Withering to Death in 2005. <laughs> big year so for you. That's that was a yeah. Of course, I took yeah. the Deer and Grey a bit more, and I didn't really come back to Bodum aside from this period of their career. Right. Um, I know they went other places with um, with more yeah. mellow death later on, mm. um, more in line with modern uh, power metal. But I would say I like this a lot more. Yeah, there's yeah other other it's a good middle uh, ground. Other elements you mentioned, like I think there's kind of a like mid career Metallica that kind of like slow paced stomper type type vibe on punch me i bleed um they also the chorus in that is very schmaltzy like it could almost be sort of like bon jovi or something um, yeah it's got kind but, of a a picked kind of chord to it it's nice mm, yeah i quite like it and then a, for of course you got the like billy that. you got the billy idol cover at the end so that sort of uh would betray Real another BL. side to the to the band yeah <laughs> the jokey side the rebel, they, yeah more, more, more. <laughs> yeah I think uh, what was it? Um, the ultimate parallel you can make to people who don't know this music is um, people who downloaded music off LimeWire would find um, a, a metal version of "Oops, I Did It Again" <laughs> by accident if they're trying to download a different song. Oh. They just see, hear that, and that was that was this band. <laughs> oh, okay. At one point. Okay. So yeah, there's a bit of cheese in that. 
That's um, funny. I like yeah, the I mean that, that Billy Idol cover could could just as easily be Steel Panther. I mean it's so it's so it's cheesy. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's um the guitar leads the way, right? The guitar is still king yeah. for most of this. I think I kind of know. I think I kind of, like I enjoyed this still, I will say, but I but I also think mm-hmm. I find it a tiny tiny bit full on in its in its <laughs> and it's trying to pack every single uh, more, every single sort of corner of every song with stuff um, and I also think like Alexi as a vocalist I think as a guitarist he's uh, he's clearly incredibly talented he's a lead guitarist uh, and a vocalist at yes, the same time yeah. so yeah. quite yeah, fun and to I see think, live he does and it weirdly I like his functional. I really like his screaming style it's not quite as distinctive of, as like like Mikhail Stana from um, Dark Tranquility just to take an example it's closer but, to soil work right it's a little closer yeah, to that closer maybe to a little higher work, pitch exactly yeah, I would say so. I would say so. But uh, I think it's more so just that, yeah, the lyrical approach wouldn't necessarily be my bag and that it's much more along those like ACDC, like mm-hmm, we like mm-hmm. to play rock and roll yeah. and party all the time and stuff, which is... And this band, like, 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 like the party with the Grim Reaper kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, like super dark, super super Nordic, but yeah, um, yeah but, but like, but more autobiographical than sort of oblique uh yeah, yeah. style so i think i kind of understand why i never really went in on children about him to like it for maybe similar reasons why i never went in fully on like nightwish for example but like do i enjoy this yes i do am i really glad that you brought it in yes i am because it's mm-hmm. it's clearly a really important piece in that like evolution of death metal puzzle i yeah. think yeah trying to get it away from the typical side bringing a bit more of what genres uh were born that in that period mm. um while also trying to keep it catchy which is something that genre didn't kind of do like no. you, hear, you hear it in spades like with the chorus of are you dead yet and mm. i believe they're, they're totally like singing along choruses for days with a band that was <laughs> essentially just black metal earlier on in the career yeah and I, um I think Alexi's vocals kind of came off black metal vocals, which were... He, he was great at them, starting off. Really young artist, 18, mm. I think, when they started. Very young. Um, they, like, they, what, what was their first album? I'm trying to go back to how young something he may wild, have been. Something wild, I think. Yeah, something wild. 1998, is that right? And he, he died at 41, so that would have made him pretty fucking young. he was, like, 18 or so, yeah, That's when that came insane, out. That's insane, because that album... Um, much like a lot of bands in this mm. like Trivium I was gonna mention Trivium yeah right. I can, totally you that. can see parallels you can definitely see parallels it's totally there yeah um, yeah yeah. so this is totally a genre for young rebellious metalheads to yeah get fucking wasted on um, and that was kind of like a, a, a real a down, downturn to to him as a person I guess mm. was his struggle with alcoholism and stuff yeah, which may yeah, have led yeah, to his death, of course. Ate um, a lot of demons. I think yeah. just just staying on the Trivium thing. I think um, next in line definitely brought that brought Trivium to mind for me. Just songwriting mm-hmm. wise, even I thought that was great. There's I this, see that. There's this squelchy lead guitar tone that kind of. I'm trying to remember what what I know that from. I feel like that's like the signature tone of a particular guitarist, and I can't. For oh, the is this life the, of the, me. the um the whammy bar kind of effect? Yeah, that kind of effect. Is it is it is it Herman Lee? Um, Herman, uh, yeah, it's very Dragon Force. Um, is it Trivium? Did Trivium have a bit of that? 
Yeah, they might have, particularly on Ascendancy and some of the solos. Yeah, so that yeah. might be what, what I was thinking, thinking of. Same yeah. era. Yeah. Really. Yeah, um. yeah. Actually, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, this is this would have been, you know, maybe an influence on Ascendancy, but it was the same year. Wow. <laughs> which is <laughs> which nuts. is kind of crazy to think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, you could definitely hear this a similar lineage going on. Obviously, uh, Trivium is this is definitely a more European take than trivium yeah. being obviously the more american take and i think this i think this almost to a fault is extremely european um, it is but, but as it, most but finnish it, but it music can be it's about as finnish as music gets i would say <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but no 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 it's 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 really good it, it is it is really like objectively um really really good it might be a little bit like at 40 what is it 46 minutes or so it's like a little long it's definitely i think it's over the I think it's over the forty-five minute mark. I, I could maybe it, tap out. It's thirty-seven earlier, minutes but, actually. Oh, thirty-seven th- minutes. Oh, without my goodness, Rebel um, well, Yeah, right. But oh, I would take away one or two songs. But it depends. No, actually, yeah, I would nearly just without without Rebel Yell. It's probably a good. It's actually probably a good uh, good length. It's funny. Yeah. Is this the Spotify version that I'm looking at? Doesn't seem to have Rebel Yell, and yet yeah, I was listening to it on spotify and it did have rebel yeah so i don't know what's going on there interesting i think <laughs> that two is interesting on spotify there must be yeah. two versions on there must be two versions yeah, um, yeah. but uh anyways it's 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 all it's all good uh, oh mm-hmm. oops i did it again oh i see i see i see yeah that was released as part of the are you dead yet single okay uh-huh. i get you yeah. hey yeah it might be possible that they've actually swapped out the version on spotify in the last uh 24 hours they do shit like that all the time yeah those weirdos I mean, yeah, super inspiring band for me. Um, at one point, I was gonna get Alexi's signature guitar, the um, the Flying V with the, I was gonna say the white v, stripe. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely Flying V rock, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think I have one of his guitar um, lesson videos on DVD somewhere around. Um, so I was totally in in this world for quite a while. Yeah. hang with people who were who had like children of bottom tattoos and it was it was a huge thing in the scene at this yeah. time in particular and uh, i think more yeah. so than finding a new album that i will go back to again and again and again which i'm not absolutely certain that i have although i do really like this i think it's more so that now i can i can totally understand how people how how this becomes a band that people want to get tattooed on their bodies that's what i will say yeah i mean you can I see the cult this, i haven't touched this band for almost eight years um i came back to the latest album hexed pretty good um mm. kind of a little reflective of what this album was doing before right. so i guess they came around that that came out in 2019 so mm-hmm. yeah and how did they evolve thing. after this how do they how, how did the sound um progress um I would say uh, less so in catchy quality, more so, um, oh, kind of, there was a lot of neoclassical elements mixed with a bit of blackened death metal. Um, They kind of went back to their old school stuff with a better production style. Mm -hmm. Um, So this seems like a a blip. This was kind of a blip in their career along with, um, um, I'd say along with, uh, I'd I'd say the first half of their career, right? career i preferred right. more in hindsight like the are you dead yet all the way to hate crew follow the reaper hate breeder yeah something wild yeah they're all stunners and of course they released a cover album so they're they, <laughs> they like having a bit they liked having a bit of fun of course yeah they seem they seem like a, a band engineered for for festivals and fun which is great yeah 
um, will be missed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, listen. Yeah, Alexi Laiho. You know, ma- massive respect. Clearly, clearly one of a kind, and this album exemplifies that as as much as anything else. Yeah, and of course not the last we'll hear of him because um, he did stuff with Bottom After Midnight, which was kind of a a um a tangential album, a band that he kind of started after this whole band ended because they broke up. Yeah, they they had broke up. Yeah. Um. So he decided to keep the name and change it into something else. Um. And we will hear that stuff later on in the year, post posthumously. Okay. Um. Well, we might have to cover that. That feels like a perfect opportunity to. Uh, yeah. To check in on on what he was doing towards the end of his life. But yeah, I think my favorite track on this record, I huh? yeah, I liked a lot of them. Um. I would say maybe. I would say maybe my favorite track is probably uh, 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 try trash lost and strung out that's a great track that is a very good one mm. um of course for me it's are you dead yet um yeah. it's yeah. iconic yeah and it's riffage just a perfect <laughs> intro riff reminds me of um reminds me a bit of um metalocalypse or death clock yeah yeah show? death clock of course i know death clock yeah. that kind of style yeah. of metal mm-hmm <laughs> yeah awesome um great stuff so that's uh are you dead yet from 2005 by children of bodom um r.i.p to alexi daiho and uh you know i guess we'll 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 hear more from him posthumously later on in the year but like i said we were going to keep it short and sweet and we have <laughs> we did um so thank you so much for joining us and you can find our I was going to say our brand new 2021 playlist, but actually, uh, I, <laughs> I, ju- I just, I just, I just, uh, I just booted everything out of it and put that into a, an archive. Um, so you can find it's called Kill Shuffle the playlist. If you want to check out the albums that we're going to be reviewing on the next show and get ahead of get ahead of us, um, you can also find the show on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can get in touch with us. Just search Kill Shuffle. Um, you can find our website. You can find our Facebook. You can find our Twitter and uh, drop us a line and let us know what's coming out. Because like I say. This year we're trying to broaden our horizons a little bit and listen to maybe some stuff that we we haven't checked out before. So um, uh, that's all to look forward to. I don't know if I have any uh, headline items for uh, our next show in two weeks' time, which means maybe it'll be a, a nice pick I and do. mix of experimental <laughs> stuff. You do, Dylan always I does. Do. All right, <laughs> let you, I'll let you know off 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 um off mic. mic. Yeah. All right. Well, good talking to you, friend. Great talking to you, man. And good talking to you, friends. We'll see you soon. See you. Bye.